When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast where myself, comedian and writer Dane Baptiste, my producer friend Howard Cohen, aka The Hizzer. Hello. And Ofe on the decks with a mix of very special guests post questions that need to be asked. And we are talking everything from breakfast to Brexit to brunch to Brexit brunches. I love a bit of brunch, mate, honestly. I, I like it. I still, I still feel like there needs to be something between... Uh, Lunch and dinner. Elevens is. Elevens has not got the brew. Yeah, yeah but exactly. Brunch, pancakes only exist for me in brunch. Listen. Really? I don't feel there's any other time for a pancake. Well, I just I think it's a late breakfast. I yeah. mean, like today, I had, as you marmite on toast, mm. I had that around midday. That's technically brunch, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it could be. But it's not. Yeah. It's not smashed avocado with fucking, chili. you know, that's no. a brunch, isn't it? Yes. With yeah. a poached egg. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sorry, I'm rambling. Wait, no, no, no rambling at all. Let's, <laughs> but as far as brunch is concerned, let's not let the uh, the uh, the avocado aficionados dominate the narrative. Um, <laughs> quite right. But I have digressed. On today's show, our guest is a unique comedy writer and performer. After years as an unheralded actor, he began performing online satirical rants as a fictitious news reporter. His 2016 video about the Trump election at time of recording has nearly 4 million views. The character's YouTube channel has 41 million views to go with 420,000 subscribers. His live tour, Back to the Studio, has been an international hit and was even broadcast on the BBC. It's a remarkable story. Even if you don't agree with everything that the character says, the listeners, you can't dispute he questions everything, so is an esteemed guest and somebody I admire. So please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Tom Walker, a.k.a. Jonathan Pye. That was, that was very lovely. That was very nice. Thank you. I, I took a minute or two to write that one. That was good. Yeah. yeah. Did we get, we get most of it in? You did. Um, actually, what's interesting, you, you picked up, and I'm, I hate to blow my own trumpet, but this mm. one is really interesting. That Trump video was has been viewed 8 million times on YouTube, but over Facebook, that we've worked out that in total has been viewed 120 million Wow. times across the world. It out there as well. And the only yeah. reason I'm putting it out there is because what's interesting about that is that it came out a couple of days after Trump was elected. Mm-hmm. And by virtue of that, I mean, that went properly bonkers. Yeah. It was probably at the time the most viewed piece of commentary about Trump's ascendancy to the, the throne. So, that, but the only reason I mention it is it not me going, oh, actually, you've got the numbers wrong. You go, that's one of my few massive accomplishments. Mm, no, no, do you know no, what I mean? No, the, no, the, please the, do mention and it. And it got everyone... That's what fine. was interesting about that was, because <laughs> what, what I was known for, and I hopefully am still known for, is taking the piss out of the right-wingers, yeah. taking the piss out of the Tories, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. That one was taking the piss out of not only Trump, but Hillary and yeah. her supporters and us lefties. Um, and, and that was the first time I got any real traction with uh-huh. people outside of my kind of What's the first, uh, was lefty, echo chamber. lefty echo lefty chamber. Lefty echo yeah. chamber. But no, it's, it's, a, it's a good point. And uh, yeah, you, we, there's no uh, problem with uh, blowing your own trumpet, especially because, I mean, I said myself, I uh, very, uh, have a lot of admiration for your approach to uh, issues of, uh, especially regarding politics and satire, where mm-hmm. it is apolitical. And uh, I am known for being rather outspoken in some instances uh, on these kind of matters. And you know, normally you would be met with, especially obviously wars and ignorance along a, uh, I guess, bipartisan paradigm. But a lot of time, some people I would say are relatively centralist and will say are reading too deep into it. Or mm-hmm. I guess because people have a somewhat uh, privileged lifestyle in the West, they don't need to be that, uh, I guess, politically mobile. Yeah. So for someone who's been able to communicate that to a relatively uh I guess, layperson audience, it's a good thing, man. And well, I, I hope so. I mean, I think it became more interesting when, when I started to dabble in having a go at lefties like mm. me, Guardian readers like me, you uh-huh. know. But what that has done is, is I mean, I'm not a comedian. I never started off as a comedian, you know. I haven't done my, my, I haven't paid my dues on the club circuit or anything like that. I always wanted to be an actor, blah, blah, blah. So what's been kind of weird is I've been thrown, and I have had this modicum of success over quite a small amount of time, but I've been thrown into the comedy world. And I've, and I've, that that's what's changed my mind a lot. Um, there seems to be a very prescribed view mm. in, in comedy which I don't personally prescribe to. And what's really interesting is that, that the, um, 
I don't want to sound all bitter and twisted, but the flack I get of comedians mm-hmm. um, for being alt-right, a Nazi, for daring to stand up for free speech, which, is, which uh, isn't very fashionable anymore. And, but I think you've got to put your neck out there. And also, you know, you, you, you and I would understand that sometimes you've got to just hold your tongue because, do you know what, my career is more important to me than, mm. than, than just upsetting the apple cart on purpose. Well, but, but come but, on, you've, but got, you've got to provoke. Otherwise, it's just yeah, boring. But it's, it's, boring, it's boring, number one. And also, not necess- it's not necessarily uh, a bad thing if you want to jeopardise your career for something you believe in. <laughs> because, yeah. which, I know, which I know sounds good in theory, but by this token, while it is, you know, th- hypothetical, yeah. then I look at it whereby it's fair enough that you people might want to, you know, prioritise their career. But mm-hmm. as you said, if we are beginning to enter into an era where, you know, free speech is curtailed. Yeah. Then especially sense, for comedians. Yeah, especially for comedians. And it's going to inevitably follow. Yeah. So while you may want to hold people back, what is going to happen is that you might find some of your freedoms in yeah. terms of artistic expression do become restricted. Yeah. So I think it is important to upset the apple cart anyway. But, but so. I find it strange how so few comedians are willing to jump to that defence that there is this censorship in comedy and, and, and I mean it, it's happening more and more but certainly in America and I think it's sort of coming over here this sort of censoriousness on campuses and everything but it's really weird how quiet so many comedians are about that they don't really want to upset and you go Jesus Christ guys in, in a decade you'll be out of a job if you don't you know <laughs> yeah. uh, mention this but just to pick up on that point about sort of success and not in it for the money what was interesting is when I started I had nothing to lose mm. so I could shout and scream about yeah. whatever the hell I wanted because and now you go I do kind of have a a, a career to protect it is my yeah. job now so it says i i have noticed over the last year or so especially from this backlash from the left that i'm far more censorious and mm, i and, and uh, i speak to a lot of comedians that are really so do you feel so is there a part of you that feels bad that you've had to acquiesce uh to being a lot less outspoken as a result of this pressure also what do you or what are you define as the left because when you say the left yeah uh are we going so far as like are you like socialist or champagne socialist or like, uh, I guess, well, anarchy would guess would not be that. No, I mean, I mean, I consider myself left in a socialist Corbynista kind of way. When yes. I, when, but when I'm talking about the left, generally, I'm talking about that sort of middle class, mm-hmm. socially progressive liberals. Yes. Um, uh, and normally middle class, mm-hmm. um, normally, uh, especially on the comedy sense, normally sort of these sort of privately educated people mm. that, uh, are obsessed with identity politics rather yeah. than rather than uh, poverty or, or you, you know what I mean. Other, we would, we both knew Tom. I just wanted you to say it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Career to protect. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and and, 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 and my views up yet. So. But, but that's got its place. But I mean, I tell you, if I, what's interesting, one, if I dare to, to write a piece that is anti-identity politics or, mm-hmm. or 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 about a censorious nature of free speech, one, it gets shared through the roof because clearly there is an appetite for it because mm. no one's saying it. Yeah. But every time I do it, you know, there, there is a huge backlash. Interestingly enough, mainly from the comedy community, he's alt-right, he's not. But the, black, the backlash you had yesterday yes. uh, got, uh, uh, was unbelievable scenario where, I mean, what you did, I, I would say, take some serious bravery, right? No, it takes some serious stupidity. I mean, just to explain, and it's actually, um, it, it's sort of late to possibly one of your questions, but it, it's... Um, uh, I, I wanted to go and I, I, I've basically recently filmed a documentary for the BBC. It's my first BBC commission. I'm very, very mm. excited. And it's about me touring America and interviewing a load of people. And I kind of got a taste for interviewing people and, uh-huh. you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And, and part of what Pi is about is about decent political discourse and talking to your opponents and mm. blah, blah, blah. Um, and there was a, a, a march yesterday, a pro, officially a pro UKIP march, but it had sort of been usurped because Tommy Robinson and all of that real nasty fringe of the uh-huh. right has kind of taken mm. over you. UKIP, not that it was a particularly nice fringe of the right. Uh, they, had, they had a and reason to exist originally. Yeah, didn't yeah, they? yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I went down. And I thought, well, I'll spend half my time with the UKIP. Like, I'll spend half my time with the anti-fascist movement that the, mm. the, the 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 counter-protest. And I just interviewed a load of people, got chatting to a load of people, and um, took selfies with quite a few people. And g- cut to two hours later, all over Twitter, Jonathan Pye, Tommy Robinson's uh, hero, uh, hero Ooh. of the far right, blah blah blah. And, the, and again, this is being retweeted by comedians and mm. and you just go okay out of con it doesn't look it's, it's not a great look me having a selfie taken by a I can't imagine flat. that's what you went there for <laughs> not especially no but I, I just think how quick it the thing with uh, the, this sort of fringe of the left is they are absolutely correct when they say the far right is 
wrong and bad. But mm. what they are quite often incorrect about is spotting who's who. Mm. So if you're telling me, someone who is a self-proclaimed Corbynista socialite who just so happens to believe in free speech, um, if you're accusing me of being an alt-right and a Nazi, it means, well, no wonder. Um, it pushes people away. It pushes well, people and, away. And, and it's like, uh, no, your enemy. Like, yeah, it, exactly. It, 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 you know, is the you key know, thing. I think one of the most interesting the, the ones. Thing was, there was there was three thousand people who were mm. pro UKIP. There's me stood there with a microphone in a tie, not really engaging, and I'm the one that gets into shit for it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, I'm just observing it and kind of going, yeah, yeah. all right, then uh, click. You know, but anyway, sorry. No, it's it's just fascinating because oh. because you know if you got, I just think I'm sure Dame agrees that you know the battles to fight. There's like battles you should be fighting yeah. in a, in a, if you are entering that spectrum of yeah. our society, political, yeah. so whatever you want. But there's some battles that clearly these aren't your priorities, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, the thing is, what you find is that a lot of the people that are involved in the narrative itself are actually the people that are at a grassroots, grassroots level or uh, proverbially have boots on the ground to discuss in the first place. Yeah. So, I mean, even to an extent, I even argue some of the uh, uh, left-wing interest groups Mm. aren't actually afflicted by what they are supposedly defending. Yeah. Um, and probably have a lot more time interacting with, you know, your Boris Johnsons or your Bullion yeah. alumni more than your uh, white working class man does. I mean, I, I just spent a lot of time in, in, in America filming this thing and I spoke to, I, I predominantly spoke to Trump voters, as many Trump voters as I, mm. as I could. Because it's fascinating, right? It is fascinating, but also what was interesting was how smart they were, how polite they were, Not maybe that's not too surprising, how up on policy they were. Mm. Friendly? How friendly they were. <laughs> I mean, I certainly didn't get much friendliness yesterday from both sides, but especially on the right wing. I mean, people were, were shouting at me because, uh, you know, it was pretty, it was grim yesterday it was yeah, really yeah. grim um but but i mean i really did walk away from america going i get why trump won the white house and the only and that's the first time i've really understood it mm. and it's because i spent two or three days talking to i don't agree with yeah. them but i do understand yeah. them now i mean i get i definitely get why he won but i, I definitely don't agree with trump supporters and and no. that for me for me for me that that's just from a position of uh just uh i'd say industrial competence in that if you are and you are you like the idea you're comfortable with someone who's politically astute and economically uh, responsible. And, you know, even if the aesthetic of a learned white cisgender heterosexual man should be your president. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, 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 that's what thing. I he's don't the best. get is the fact that the, the one bit that I couldn't get is how many of them said, and he tells the truth, man. He tells the, and you get, no, 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 that's where you're fucking wrong. And also he is, he is demonstrably incompetent. He's demonstrably bad at the job. But that's the thing. When you say that to someone, if they can't see it, you can't make mm, them see it. That's what I found really yeah. frustrating. Yeah. So to me, it is so blatantly mm. demonstrable. Yeah. And that's the difference between Trump and Brexit. As I found out yesterday, Brexit is so much more complex. We all yeah. assume, mm. I, always, I always assume that everyone that voted Remain voted for exactly the same reasons as I did. Yeah. But especially Remainers, we all assume that everyone that voted Leave did it for mm. immigration first. Uh, yeah. Everyone I spoke to yesterday, even on the Tommy Robinson stroke UKIP march, not one of them mentioned immigration. Yeah. Not one of them. Mm. Um, well, well, we haven't even had a question yet, but it's amazing. We're supposed to make it a bit more funny, oh, right? No, Sorry no, about that. No, 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 Right, one, who's your, so, uh, some comedy influences, but yeah. but two, I suppose the question is, when is it all right to steal? Or have you ever caught yourself yeah. going, I reckon I might have, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You kind of go, is that influence or has yeah. that been, or am I stealing Interesting. That, you know, you know. Um, it's, uh, I'd say my, my influences, uh, it's the answer, it's almost a stock answer, so I apologise for it, but I, have, I think I have a lot of similar influences, like I'd say like Lenny Bruce and yep. George Carlin and, Richard Pryor, uh, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, uh, Louis C.K. Uh, for his professional work. Um, yes, and and, and it's she, worth she going. Be, yeah. I love his professional I love work. His professional work. Did you see like, his sitcom, the, the, the uh, Horace and Pete? Oh, no, Horace and Pete. Yeah, I saw a few episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's great. Yeah, I loved it. So anyway, but yes, bad, bad boy. Yeah, um, <laughs> really terrible guy. Um, I, 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 we do not condone that yeah. at all. So these, these would be a list of some of and um, Bill Burr. Some just examples. Some of them uh, as well. Uh, Victoria Wood, uh, French and so on. So the list goes on. But then I always say that um, this is when I was on the out fringes of comedy. And I find that now that I perform comedy myself, 
I'm more regularly influenced and inspired by my contemporaries who I work with because we're kind of in this in the kind of the trenches together. So, so in, in, a, in a, but not necessarily in a more stylistic way, but in a kind of like technique way. Because you, you that's, 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 that's interesting. I saw yeah, how he got his way out. Yeah, of that. exactly. Mm-hmm. How you execute, and, and just like you know, like with yourself, where it's you know, I'm just inspired when you see an artist that finds a way to you know, I guess, subvert the normal linear path to realizing you know. Uh, whatever aspirational position you want to be in. So if someone comes up with an idea that works and it's very original, then um, yeah, I was kind of inspiring. And like I said, and I guess there's this, uh, some aspect of uh, community to it yeah. that influences me. So far as uh, stealing myself, I mean, it varies between person to person. I don't think it's all right to steal, actively take a joke and perform yeah. that joke. However, it would be foolish of me and naive not to think when I first started performing comedy, that my original five minute set was not, basically a Frankenstein monster of yeah. Eddie Murphy Raw and yeah, yeah, yeah. Bigger and Blacker. So I would have been massively influenced by, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And then another comedian called Leo Muhammad, who was on the BBC show Real McCoy. And I saw him for the first time when I was 15 years old. And I feel like, again, my first five minutes would have been another part, would have been a Frankenstein's monster of all of yeah. my influences. And I but think that's how you get going, isn't it? Well, you know it's I mean? also that's the mannerisms, isn't it? It's, 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 oh, it's, sure, yeah, it's yeah. the rhythm. It's, it's, I think it's so linked to music. Yeah. Oh, we often, doubt. we often yeah. talk about comedy and music on this podcast and, and, and you see, you know, like I, I'm, <laughs> I remember saying this to someone after you just realized that Jack White from the White Stripes yeah. uh, sounds a lot, uh, like uh, the guy from from Led Zeppelin, uh, right? Yeah. you know the, yeah, the yeah. Lead singer. It's, it's so obvious that they yeah. that you never realise it, and then you also yeah, yeah, yeah. that that must have been a major influence, yeah. on his career, yeah. right? But it doesn't mean that he stole no from uh, from, no. from them. And it defines the stealing because, like I said, some people can be massively influential, and uh, you know, especially when someone's inspiration is so much, you're like, I want to just to reflect just how positive that influence was. Yeah. Um, but I think like, yeah, plagiarism in terms of taking someone else's joke and performing that joke yeah. and, you know, enjoying the payoff from that joke yes. is something yeah. I'm definitely against. And, and, and for me, it's sad because I just feel like how much of an intrinsic reward can that be? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. For knowing that you're kind of, it's like a Serrano de Bergerac thing where you're not really earning that yeah. love yeah, 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 based yeah. on the stuff that's come out of your own mouth. I, think, I, I, did, I did this thing, that, this thing that's been going on telly soon and there's this joke and I, and I hope I wrote it, but I asked mm. everyone, you go, <laughs> yeah. this is, and it's just, I get into a cab and the cabbie goes, Paddington, I say Paddington, he goes, what, the station? And I go, no, the fucking bear. Right. But you go, that's Gotta be. Someone yeah, might have trolling it on Google yeah, going, happens a lot. come on, someone yeah. must have yeah. said that before. But then, you know? but then it, it isn't owned intellectual property. No, 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 no. no. But yeah. do you feel, it's interesting with, with Pi, yeah. do, you, do you feel that you're channeling anyone particularly? Because I think a lot of our generation would have grown up on Chris Morris being on our yeah. screen. And there's a lot yeah. of people who, who won't know a lot about Chris Morris because he hasn't yeah. been on our screens for 15, 18 years? I mean, the day-to-day was 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 a big influence. But but remember, I, I never meant to be a political satirist. Yeah, I yeah. never st- never set out to be a stand-up comedian, let alone a political satirist. So mm. I was always I was always wanted to be an actor. So it's interesting. My answers are like David Brent, Alan Partridge, like the, yeah. the characters mm. rather yeah, than the stand-ups. Yeah, yeah, do you know sure. what I mean? Yeah, Tony Hancock, but but his version of himself. Do you mm. know what I mean? Th- those are the ones. But I mean the thing with them. Um, with stealing, like, I mean, I grew up on Alan and I, I mean, it, not a day will go by that I don't just do a little of Alan, you know, but he creeps into pie sometimes. I can't, yeah. oh, I can't help it <laughs> yeah, sometimes, but, but, do you know yeah, what I mean? And it's, you know? it's amazing. That Tom, and, I, and I look at it yeah. and I go, Tom, you're just, you're just channeling par- uh, um, Partridge there, but you go, but it is funny. Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. No, it's funny and it's, it's fine. And, and I, I would, I would doubt anyone would regard that as stealing. Again, for me, that's like, essentially the creation of Alan Partridge led to the that's creation of a new archetype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, absolutely, and because, absolutely. And because it's, in, and then it becomes so... I'd say that Brent yeah. wouldn't... I mean, yeah, another may, example. May not have had a big an audience Brent, yeah, if, 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 yes. if Partridge hasn't had yeah. such a great audience. And that's not to say the Richard face. Yeah. <clears throat> Obviously, you guys, they did a great job on The Office, you know. But, yeah. but it, it, definitely, I remember watching this thinking, oh, this is a bit Partridge-y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And absolutely. not in a negative but, but way. No, 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 but it took mm-hmm. it and it ran with it. But mm-hmm. actually, it, I, th- I mean, I watched... Um, the office again really recently because I think and it's just still stands up but you, mm. you go it still feels fresh yeah and that, but what it doesn't feel like is um it was seminal it, yeah. I mean it just took it and, and took it somewhere else do you yeah. know what I mean and, and so I, actually yeah. Gervais is again but sometimes I'll look at 
Well, look at the camera the, like um, that doesn't work on radio yeah. does it but, um, okay, but, you, but, you, but you, again like I said it's, it's, it's just created a new archetype and what you'll find and is that because it is a new archetype then it would always there will always be a benchmark for comparison mm, yeah. when you're doing something based it, even even the smallest nuance is always going to make people do yeah, those, yeah, compa- yeah. those yeah. comparisons in the first place because then, then you could also argue that somebody else may have been doing that off of camera before Ricky Gervais and yeah. he just got there first. So it depends as well. I would, and this is a, could get slightly tricky territory, but it was as much of a scholar you are of the art form that you're judging, you know? Mm. So like you could, you know, so it's interesting with the music comparison before, mm. uh, do you remember the, uh, the Pharrell song that the, the Marvin Gaye estate? Uh, the, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which was to me like, as a, like someone who really loves the work of Marvin Gaye, yeah. I really did think whether they'd realised it or not, you've ripped it. You yeah. ripped that song yeah. off, right? The melody, yeah. But you'd have to really know if you were when a, when a, you know like an average obsessive music fan, you would never have spotted that, right? But yeah. I think the same applies to to Sam, comp- Sam Smith had something similar as well. Yeah, I think it was a song uh, won't back down. And oh, what was his song? It's the um, Tom stay, Petty song. Stay, yeah, the Tom Petty song that won't back down. And yeah. His song, It'll Stay With Me. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just melodically is very similar as well. Yeah. And there's another one with Craig David has a song called his, I know he's messing around. Yeah. Melodically again, sounds very similar to a song called Don't Talk by John B. Right. And uh, yeah, so it, it happens. And I, and I think we're all subject to, even on a subconscious level, you're going to be subject to influences. And, but in music, yeah. I, you can get away with it because you can say, I can cover. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can yeah, cover yeah. and you sample cover. someone's yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get that in comedy. No one ever goes no. up and goes, oh, this is a great joke from, uh, you know. Because well, I, yeah. I co-write with uh, with a guy called Andrew Doyle and, and uh, we're writing know, something Andrew. at the minute. And... Uh, I did. What was it? But it was. Uh, there was a joke, and I just went. Can I? Have, have you? Have you finished with it? <laughs> because because uh, yeah. we write together, yeah. and so so you know, I can use the, the great thing with me doing these weekly things is I can really pull from it. Mm. But also every now and then you kind of because I know he's writing a new tour at the moment, so yeah. it's right. like, can I have just a couple of those Theresa May gags, please? Mm. But we're quite explicit yeah. about it. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? We're quite explicit about it being a team effort. That's a collaborative effort, and 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 even sometimes, like I said, I feel like the only issue is if you are deriving esteem or credit for performing someone else's joke yeah. without letting people know, then that to me is stealing. But at yeah. the same time, you could reference a comedian's joke oh, yeah, yeah. And, and just quote it yeah. and use it as, so far as joke structure goes, as a premise for something else. So like even in the issue, of the, so what you said with the Paddington thing, like maybe someone said it before, normally how I kind of remedy it and avoid being in these instances is that you just say to yourself, like how much further can I take this joke? Yeah. So I had a joke, for example, where, there was a story about uh, Idris Elba being considered for James Bond. Yeah. So there was all these jokes about uh, black James Bond. And what I found was a, a few other comedians had said like, you know, well, it's very hard because obviously a tall black man's going to be very conspicuous doing reconnaissance in North Korea. Yes. Yeah. And, and the thing is, at first I was like, that sounds very similar to my joke. But then I rationalised it, but it's, it's like... Sort of, it's bound to happen, It's bound to happen. It? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a rational conclusion that most people draw if, if everyone's thinking along the same lines. So really what I was tasked with doing is that if you're going to have a... Uh, like James Bond joke, you have to take it somewhere yeah, and make it a good one. Where no, yeah, make it a good one, but not or just make it one. just really blatantly racist, yeah. well, and then that I mean, just shut everyone up. I mean, that would definitely <laughs> yes. shut everyone up. But I mean, even then, there's probably loads of racist jokes that exist well, already. Yes, yeah. All you really want is just a joke that's personal enough to you, where you know no one is going to see where this punchline is coming yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and uh, I, myself personally, what I definitely try and do in terms of when I'm structuring my work is, it's like. Uh, Dyson, where like they don't just patent the Hoover, it's uh, the vacuum cleaner itself. Yeah, it's every single part. So then, if someone does try and lift your material, then yeah. it doesn't really work outside of your uh, narrative or editorial uh, contextually. Yeah. So, hmm. so everyone else. So, and that's why it's and that's an certainly, but that's certainly really on. nice when I've started writing these long shows. What's really weird? My last long show was ended up on iPlayer, which was amazing and it was great. But you know, BBC Three, they'd like take little chunks. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes they stick it up on Facebook. YouTube and stuff, and my yeah. encore to this show is me, and it's a five minute set piece about straight white male privilege, right? Mm. It's pretty out there and it's pretty controversial and it's pretty uneasy and it's it's dealing with some difficult issues. And I've just, I've spent an hour mm-hmm. setting up the context mm. within which it yeah. would be all right for a straight white man to dissect the problems with straight white male privilege, right? Yeah. But it's taken an hour to get there, yeah, you know? Yeah. They put that out on on Facebook uh, uh, separately, and you just go, 
Yeah, that's always. not. It's really not going to work out yeah, of context, exactly, And I've spent yeah. a long time sort of structuring this piece to be I able to I get remember, away with I these. I, I think I remember bits. that as well yeah. when it came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And you go, go he's not going there, and he, yeah. he goes, "I'm going there." The you know, context. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Context will always play a defining role, right? Yes, you, and, and, oh, definitely. Well, you'd, 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 you'd think and you'd hope, but not so much anymore. If you know what you're talking about, as in like. You know, we often talk about a 10,000 hour rule here, you know, you, yeah. you know, like if you know what you're talking about, then Dane has complete, you know, he's gaining or he's gradually as his life, you know, yeah, career but... continues, get this in, in, in incredible knowledge of exactly what you're trying to get across. A, bo- a body of work. Yeah. yeah. And, and therefore yeah. It, it can't be broken down into, oh, that sounds a little bit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Also, people are fucking I'm, lazy. Let's be honest yeah, as well. Yes. People are really lazy and will go, oh, that sounds a bit like that. And, it's, and there's, a, there's a, almost a commercial interest in people being able to oh, yeah, uh, yeah. reduce or quantify your work yeah, yeah. based on something else. In oh, you're, you're the new... Exactly, yeah. I mean, you're I, the new, yeah, I, yeah, I work yeah, in, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, in development in television a lot and productions and stuff, but in development we are, you know, endlessly comparing our ideas to something. So, you know, we, we might be writing something and yeah. you know what? Someone will go, oh, yeah, it's a bit like that. You're like, fuck off, mate. It's yeah. just, it's, it's the so thing I, do, I, just, I just told you I about. just did this documentary for, for, for the, uh, the, the, it's on in a couple of days. That's why I keep mentioning it because I'm kind of plugging it. Mm. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, everyone's, and the BBC and everyone was kept, so what is it like? What is it like? You go, well, I don't think this has quite been done before because yeah. it's a it's a fictional character interviewing real mm. people, but they're kind of in on it, but they're kind of not. And you get, but what's it like? And the, the only way I could sell it is, well, it's Louis Theroux meets Alan Partridge, and then they went, all oh, right, and mm. th- then they get it. Yes, and this is how, then and this they how go for people, it. You know? This is the, the how limited people's uh, perspective is: is that uh, you, it's very hard for people to even kind of envisage something unless you explain it along those lines. It was interesting you were talking about the ten thousand. Uh, our rule mm. there and of course like I say I haven't paid my dues and like a few years yeah, ago what I mean by that is I had, didn't pay my dues uh, to become a stand-up comedian sure. I spent 15 years out of work struggling so and doing so for me that's paying your dues but I would I would say I I took a different route but who's to say you paying your dues in terms of the fact that like there are some people that may have done comedy for less time and some people done for more but you know you have Phenoms every now and again. Yeah, people that innovate every now and again. Yeah. So there is, there is no, there should be no linear or hierarchical structure to realizing you'd, your artistic potential. You'd, you'd hope. So yeah, so yeah. yeah. So when people say like in terms of paying dues, like you said, you know, you've spent fifteen years, um, you found I say a niche, but you found like you know a yeah. Uh, no, I was really lucky. I was really lucky. I don't, I don't think it's luck because you, you found something that works for you, and I, and I find a lot of time people do find it inspirational. Like oh, well, you know what? Nothing to lose. Give, let's give this a go. Yeah, and uh, you know, so, sometimes that can, the catalyst for that can be critique from people, and it can be, or it can be being shunned by industry because that was very similar to my uh, journey myself. In that, like, you know, people were quoted and saying at agencies like, "We have two black guys in our books; we don't need any more." Or you know, <laughs> you know, so or, 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 yeah, even, yeah, yeah. or even, even critics being like, "Well, you know, he started talking about like being in South London; it's not relatable." So. You know, part, uh, part yeah, no one's from South London. Yeah, we'll see it, but I, I stood in it. I stood in it for a long time. Put that else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I stood in it for a long time, and then it was just a question of like, yeah, just really having to further scrutinise all of my work and be like, this premise is good. Where can I take this? Where you know, people. Are I think that's the thing as well. It's got to be good, and you've got to be yeah. not just wing it. You can't just. There's a truth to great work, it, right? And, and there's a truth that was coming out of of what you were doing with Pi. Now, there must it obviously represents a part of uh, of you. Well, I guess he's desperate. And when I started it, I was desperate, yeah. right. you know, and, and therefore I just, and the thing is I decided to give up acting, decided to give up performing. The minute I did it, the jeopardy was gone. Yeah. You kind of go, well, I've got nothing to lose anymore. So I started, you know, blah, blah. And I think um, that's but the this, this thing about the 10,000 hour mm. rule is like, I always used to every now and then once a year, I'd have the balls to do a five minute sort of open mic and then just oh, yeah. scuttle away. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm going to do uh, tomorrow night. I'm doing a five minute spot on a, a small little comedy gig. And I want to try and remember if I can remember the old gig set I oh, used okay. to do because <laughs> I just really intrigued to know you know I've played some really big places now mm-hmm. and just see what it's like to just be a stand-up comedian and not be absolutely terrified because mm-hmm. I've never done it before right, do you know right, what right, I mean yeah. I'm, I'm um, tell you now Tom the, 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 the fear doesn't go okay you just get better at managing the nerves so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to tell you that you're going to shit yourself this time around but yeah. I'll be lying to you I will shit myself yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's an interesting question though comedy influences it definitely, oh, definitely. Uh, definitely every, every comedian has them you have to how can you be a oh, comedian some, without oh, yeah. oh, some people say they don't watch comics Yeah. Some, so there are some comedians that have said to me like, I don't really watch other comedians because they don't want to be too influenced 
Hmm. By what they see uh, on a subconscious level, and oh, some, yeah, but some you know, you can like, watch yeah. good stuff, you can watch bad stuff. Yeah. Watching bad stuff is just as because you can see why they're bad, and you yeah. technically work mm. out, and you go, actually, I do that, I do that all the time. You yeah. know, um, uh, no, you got to. I, th- I think you do. I, I think it's it's weird people say that. I, I feel. I, I mean, but like I said, for the sake of free speech, I can't really censor how how anyone realizes they're creative. Oh process, no, of course not. As long yeah. as they're not stealing. So yeah, yeah. 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 If they don't steal jokes. But I think yeah. Even but if you love it enough, you'd want to watch it anyway. Yeah. So. Interesting. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna chuck out my question. Go for it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's one I've been thinking about since we knew you were coming on the show. So when a fictional character engages in real world debate, are the characters' opinions still fictional? Mm. So, so that obviously relates to the fact that in your last couple of years you have created this incredible thing in Jonathan Pye. And I mean the following is you have people absolutely in love with what you do, right? And absolutely hating it as well, yeah. by, by virtue of what it is. You know? But, but um, it, yeah, it, yeah. it has garnered such incredible interest. And people obviously take what he says kind of to heart, right? But it's obviously, he's a, I mean, we can just testify. I mean, Dane, there's a very lovely bloke called Tom here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I said about that, but no, I'm not. I'm not this angry. You're not, you're not yeah, Jonathan yeah. Pye, right? I might be an arsehole, but I'm not. I'm not uh, that that type of arsehole. So far, not, yeah, not, yeah, 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 not. Yeah, yeah. But you know, what I mean, there's 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 a complete difference between you and the and the fictional character you yeah. you put out there. Well, of course, for me, it's an acting exercise. Yeah, but it is always a compliment, actually, when people kind of go, "Oh God, you're you're not like him." You go, mm. "Well, then I kind of do my job mm. well." But it would be ridiculous to say that Pye is is not my politics. He is left. Mm. wing he is a socialist he does believe in freedom of speech more but more, more and more yes he is a reflection of me and therefore i suppose it is a real mm. world yeah. thing but more and more the real world has influenced mm. uh, him so he never used to have a pop at the left you yeah. know there, so we're writing this thing at the, uh, um, and what happened yesterday which relates to this mm. is this thing where a few people wanted to take selfies with me who were on the right of politics someone took a picture of me um and now it's all over the internet going um jonathan pye loves tommy robinson he's a racist so that, apologist <laughs> But they're, but they're talking about me, right? Basically, yeah, yeah, they're talking yeah. about me, not the character. But I'm now going to include that in one of my things. You go, yeah. So I'm going to write that and I'm going to make that. Imagine Jonathan Pye getting into a car going, they fucking put me on Twitter. Do you know what I mean? Because you've yeah. got to go. So actually, I suppose the the world influences him as much as sort of he mm. influences the world. But it, I mean, at the, the should... end of the day, it is a comedy character. It's a comedy. It's a satirical character. I mm. find it really weird when people get really upset when he says something they disagree with. I, I find I it really bizarre. As well, which do. is one way of taking it, but I'd say it's also like, you know, it's testament to how well you carry the message along or you embody this I character. I guess so. So um, uh, I, I feel like I personally don't feel... I mean, I, I, you can separate yourself from the politics depending on the context. I guess it comes down to context again. Mm. But I say it's, a ref, it's a reflection of self, and I guess it depends on if you are playing an embellished version of your own kind of platitudes. So mm. it can. So I think it varies. But then by the same token, like George Orwell wrote 1984, which is based on a fictional book. But I mean, there are so many parallels between what happens in that book and what's happening now, especially yeah. like this book, like theories on oligarchical collectivism hmm. is almost exactly how the structure of how yeah, politics yeah. works yeah. so again it is presented in a fictional way but there's so many parallels but that i mean that in itself is a piece of satire like yeah like what i do exactly, is a piece, yeah, it's, yeah. it's turning the world slightly upside down and looking at it from a different angle exactly but yeah. you no one reads 1984 and go jesus when did this happen i must mm. have missed that um you know but so i find it odd when they look at me and go uh, well, they, they take it totally at face value. Yes, you know, and, that, and that's you know, the thing. I'm that's kind of, really weird. That's the thing I'm trying to question because because it, it almost questions reality, right? Which is mm-hmm. which is this thing, yeah. this thing that I would say up to a certain when we're all at a certain age here, but like uh, a certain point of time where, where where there was a television in your house yeah. and you'd watch it with your family, right? Yeah, and then you would talk about it with your family, whether that was uh, the news or yeah. home and away or whatever. Yeah, it might yeah, have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that would be your culture. And maybe at some point you get a television in your room and then you can, you know, have a yeah. five channels, which yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. was culture, right? Up yeah. until what are we saying about a decade ago? Like when iPhones, iPhones have been around about a decade well, now. Well, Facebook's been around, let's say, about ten years. But yeah. to watch videos yeah. on your, on your, in your hands, okay, yeah, yeah, I reckon yeah, yeah, we're yeah. looking at around about a decade. Let's yeah, go, yeah, yeah. it'll take a year or two. Uh, and I think that is because you're isolated when you're doing that you are totally i think that is affecting people's judgment of what their reality is because they haven't got anyone to talk to about it as they're doing it so when someone will watch pi and like i can tell you you know i'm sure dane will speak up here that 
there's things that Pi has said that I think, fucking hell, I'm glad someone's saying that. Yeah. And there's things you say where I'm be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not so sure about that. I'm not yeah. sure about that one. But you know what? I'm totally aware. Yeah. That's a- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Fictional character. Oh, don't get me wrong. I, I, I purposefully uh, try and find the contrary point of view sometimes because you go, that's not been spoken about. So yesterday I did something about no deal is better than May's deal because everyone goes, no deal is awful. You go, mm. it's not as bad as her deal. Yeah. And as as today, it turns out, you go, yeah, everyone's going, no, seriously, it's the worst deal. But actually, <laughs> when it went out yesterday, that was quite controversial. Yeah. Go, well, no one's saying that. And and, and I, so I, I do, I am contrary and I do exaggerate him, uh-huh. and I do make him go wrong. I, I get, I make him go wrong sometimes, and and also the way he speaks to people isn't very nice. Mm. The, 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 I mean, I get accused all the time of of him being a misogynist because he does call people a bitch. You know, he calls Theresa mm. May a bitch and things like that. But I, I don't, I don't know whether he's. Uh, that, that, I, I don't know. You, you'd ask uh, a, a lot of people would say, say say that that's you know. But then if you were to call a man a bitch by, uh, along those same lines, then it would be you reinforcing toxic masculinity. Well, yeah, exactly. But I mean, all, all I say is like with bitch, you kind of go, well, that's misogynist. You go, no, it's just gender specific. Um, yeah. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I mean, I've used the word prick. I think I used it at work today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, but that, that would be a word now. I was, as I said it in this open plan office, I thought to myself, ah, Someone might actually have been offended by that. Oh, fuck yeah, I've, I've done that, but I just tell people to eat my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> How's that go down? Just fine. It's yeah. going down fine. I'm not yeah. sure how. Because I'm like, I can, like I, we, can I steal that one? Yeah, that feel free. Because I feel, I feel like you know, there's and, and you know, like I said, it's, it's part of the fun and the challenge of being contrarian, whereby mm. like I obviously have to be aware of identity politics within my own uh, within the industry as well. Mm. So like that response is due to the fact that there are some people I recognise. Don't necessarily adhere to what they describe as, uh, you know, binary ideas about gender mm-hmm. or you know heteronormative mm. terms. So then, by that token, it's just using that same context. I'm like, well, I can make a joke, and if you don't like it, you can eat my pussy. Yeah, Which means yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm we're still having the discourse within yeah, you know yeah. the same confines that you or the, along the parameters you've set. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So there's, a, there's always a way of, I guess, there's always a way of subverting it. But because, then, yeah. I suppose the interesting element in you know regard to what Tom's dealing with it is obviously you 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 go by your name. Yeah, uh, and 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 therefore everything that goes out into the mm-hmm. world on on television, in the comedy clubs around the world, and on social media, you attribute to Dame yeah. Baptiste. And I suppose there is a different pressure to, it, in, yeah. in some ways. Whereas, whereas I guess part of this is you know what makes a fictional character in a real world debate interesting is that he can kind of get away with it. Uh, yeah, I, and and I, I have it took me a good couple of years to get used to the idea and admit to myself that the lines are blurred. You know, mm-hmm. yes, they are. They, they are blurred. And, yeah. you know, on Twitter, sometimes I have a go at people slagging me off and it's me doing it, it's not him. And I slip out of character mm. on Twitter sometimes. But, and, and you know, yeah, so, so, exactly. so there is, I do understand that there is this yeah. sort of I don't, odd I don't crossover. That's, I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I think it, the reason why like, I use my name and I, I you know, very easily, I've been asked if it's a stage name, hmm. to very use my real name because I feel like by the same token, and I could assume a pseudonym and I could do the same thing but I feel like with backlashes for example I'm still going to be affected in the same way mm. yeah because it's yeah, migration yeah, yeah. so when you're uh, sometimes you respond to people and you know it's yourself yeah, yeah, like yeah. You're, you're, but that's the same source that provides this character in the first place so yeah. mm. I think we can say people get away with it but I think it's very hard to presume I think people are very naive if they feel even mm. as an artist you can completely detach yourself from the persona you've created um, because especially the more profile it gains then you're going to be instantly associated with it and so while on one hand it may work as a shield and you can use this person by the other token, 
by you being that yeah. accountable, you might be like, I'm oh, yeah, going to get off this right And now. I wanted to make that point as well. It's like, I am still responsible <laughs> for yeah. my output. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. am still, uh, uh, you know, um, I, I got a bit angry with a few people yesterday who were having a go at me. And um, one guy particularly uh, uh, shouted uh, at me and I shouted back because it really, really annoyed me. But you go, Tom, come on, mate. Mm. Uh, you, I, I've sort of lost the moral high ground there. Do you yeah, know what I mean? And actually, I, and actually, I, 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 I'm having a go at him and it's me having a go at him. It's yeah. not, it's mm. not, I'm not in character. And, you know, they, it is difficult. And also, let's be honest about it. It's not exactly, I don't have to do three hours warming up to step into the character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's yeah. be honest. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not that oh, much no, of exclusive. You know what I But it is fascinating, that, that kind of sense that you are, you know, you are still, you know, you and and him. Yeah. And obviously Dave. I mean, I was looking at the, uh, I think a lot of us this last weekend, uh, we were looking at the Raheem Sterling story yes. uh, in, in the news. And I was looking at some of the comments and things, and I saw this Chelsea fan who's claiming that uh, his um, Chelsea fans are, aren't racist, which I think, you know, there are a number of Chelsea fans who won't be racist, which is fine. But I looked at this guy's profile and genuinely, all his, his description of his character, or, you know, the little yeah. bit about him, is that... Um, uh, he loves Chelsea, Nando's, and porn. Uh, that was all he had on his profile. And I was like, well, I kind of think if I'm actually going to judge someone, it's interesting, this reality that we present of ourselves, yeah. this version of ourselves, yeah. uh, at the moment, ultimately, is what you're going to be judged by, right? Yeah. And, and and so, so in, in regard to anyone trying to make comment about stuff, it is going to be taken at face value, which is why, unfortunately, whether you know it's right or wrong, people are taking the, a fictional character really seriously because he's just he's just he's just on top of this pile yeah. of people taking you know trying to be taken seriously. And I feel I feel like a, a part of that is just due to uh, the amount of time that we've had the experience of social media in the first place. Oh, absolutely, that's a big part of it in terms of the fact that like you know we've had fire since Prometheus bought it, and we all know fire can cook food, but fire can burn down homes. And yeah, 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 yeah. So we haven't had enough time around it. Whereas social media, which has provided almost an entire new plateau for our collective consciousness. Mm. So, but we don't know exactly how that affects us. Yeah. So when someone says, I, I care about Chelsea, porn and Nando's, obviously we know that's not the entirety to their being, mm. but to them. What type of porn? Because I know, yeah. I know who he supports and what food he likes. Come on. So we don't know who he is. And we also don't know that again, that may be presented because that is how he wants his incarnation of himself mm. to be so far yeah. as social media is concerned. So, and also you can yeah. hide behind it. I mean, I've had to remind Completely. myself over the last 24 hours and it's how I managed to deal with it because I have lost many nights sleep over the last few years because of in Twitter. Yeah, of course. Um, but you go, it's just Twitter and it is, people do hide behind it. It is the extremities of people. Yeah. And actually, sometimes I need to remind that that you go, actually, you met these people on the street, they, you'd probably they have a reasonable make, they conversation would, yeah, with them. Or they wouldn't make, make eye contact with yeah. you. And even weirdly, sometimes if you don't even assume the position of antagonist as well when someone does provoke you on Twitter, they will really weirdly calm down. So, because for some of these people, it's you acknowledging their existence. Oh, yeah, is, 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 yeah. is actually a big part of it. And these are just displays of, of attention seeking. And yeah. so, <laughs> so it's like it's the the complex of the psychological complex of the troll is is so varied. That it's, it's so a, weird. It's a spectrum yes. unto itself. Yes, and how easy you can become a troll because yeah. even you can find yourself just reading through comments and feel this bile of hatred oh, and misanthropy begin to build up so that you want to be like, I oh, fuck everybody. Yeah. I fucking hate yeah. the world. Yeah. Because you're in this environment where like, again, like I said, there's not been, I don't think there's been enough, long enough field of study yeah. for you to work out what how it affects mm. you when you are and confronted what, with this what, aspect of humanity. And what to take the notice of and what not. So I've just spent two and a half years having to cope and I'm not saying boo-hoo, you know, this huge mm. success is it's great. I love it. I can afford to eat. It's brilliant. But, 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 but day in, day out. Yeah. And it's like, you know, when you do a gig and mm. you've got a hundred people in and there's, they're loving it, but you've got one guy on the third row with his arms <laughs> crossed, yeah. looking like that. He is the only person you see yeah. all yeah. night. He's the only person you see. And it's the same with me and Twitter and Facebook. I might have 2000 thumbs up, yeah. but it's the two thumbs down that you go uh, and, and it's been really weird psychologically to day in, day out, because the, the the medium with which I normally put my stuff out is via social media. So kind of part of my job mm. is to stay in touch with mm, that yeah, social media. Pulse, yeah, but yeah. day in, day out, 
I have to read that I'm a Nazi, that I'm a misogynist, that mm. I'm... I don't mind he's shit. I don't yeah. mind he's unfunny. Yeah, I don't mind yeah. he's not my politics. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, you go, yeah, all right. It's not... It, and it, by virtue of what it is, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but it's the, it's those insults. Also from from supposed peers of mine who who you'd, you'd hope would have... Like you say, yeah. I think it's really interesting that you, you feel the comedy community is your community. Whereas I mean, you do, from my point of view, my general sense has just been, yeah, I'll... Uh, uh, I'll, I'll yeah, stay yeah, out yeah. the green room. Don't, yeah. don't worry, guys. I, I, I'll, I'll leave you yeah, to it. I, you know? And I found a lot, a lot of, uh, of my, again, a lot of uh, my peers I work with who are now involved in comedy, but not necessarily through the linear way of doing open mic for a long time and yeah. being discovered, yeah. have experienced the same thing as you, where, you know, there are certain parts of comedy which has acted more like a fraternity yeah, yeah, than yeah, a community. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, like, you didn't do the initiation. And for <laughs> me, it's just like, you know, I just think comedy on a grander scale, like, is a, another aspect of, like, of, of artistic expression. And so if someone's able to realise that in a different way, then who are you to tell somebody how they, how they do it? And, mm. you know, so, so I, yeah. I find it refreshing to see. So being comparison, actually, to, 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 to Twitter, you know, as a, as a comic, you had to learn to deal with hecklers. Yeah. Like that. So, so, so <laughs> you think know. of it that way. Yeah, it's a great, that's a real good point. I look at, and one of the reasons... And I, my manager laments this. Like, I've, yeah, I've yeah, made, yeah. Gelly, I'm sorry, I've made you. I've made him grey from this yeah, shit because yeah. I do encar- I do engage with trolls a lot of the time, uh, not just because of ego, really. Because, like I said, when when you, like I said, if you are branded as a misogynist and sexist, yes. it's your ego, and it's not because I'm saying because you want to be exalted, but it's more. It's the fear that other people will believe this. It's yeah, but it's also how dare you yeah, call me of a course. racist? Yeah, of course. How dare yeah, yeah. you? Of course, yeah. You know, so um, it's just, just downright offensive. But I engage them. And then for me, it's like you said, I do it because I feel it's a good uh, exercise for what I do and keep my finger on the pulse mm. of the zeitgeist. And also, it's, yeah, learning to almost come against hecklers because yeah, 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 like, yeah. nothing you're going to say to me on a timeline compared to when someone says it to me out loud. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Really, there's no real comparison. But that's where I wonder yeah. with Tom, you know, you, you just suddenly got dumped into this world of hecklers. Yeah. It must have happened well, so well, quickly, well, I guess. In, in, in one respect, obviously, you know, that was because I, I, you know, I've performed on stage, you know, theatre and blah, 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 blah. I've never worked on an art form where, where it is... Um, almost totally socially acceptable to go, your shit, get off. Do you know what I mean? So I've never been there. But I do have an advantage is that but most people that have come to see me have paid to see me. Yeah. And therefore I am generally 95% of the time I'm walking on stage to 90 80% of the audience know me and maybe they've begrudgingly brought their partner along. But I am at, at an advantage and mm. therefore I've had very little problem with hecklers. Um, it's... And, it, and when I have, it's pissed up people who think they're helping. Yeah, they're, they're, hey! yeah which is it's that word. You're like, yeah, well, I'm in the middle like of well. a set piece, you <laughs> yeah. bastard. What's it, worry? They, they, don't, they don't know. They've they got they, no they idea. And, and it's, it's interesting to see, and even... It's interesting to see how social media has lent to that, whereby I feel like... Oh, everyone thinks yeah. that their opinion matters. Yeah, and, it's, that's, yeah. The, and that's the point I yeah. want to get into. That's, uh, that's Actually, that is a good point that we end that, that bit of questioning yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. But um, it, it, heckling yeah. is entitlement. It, heckling is it's exactly what it is. Yeah. Okay, it's time for the last question. It's been good so far. Yeah, yeah. It has been, been enjoying it. So Dane, it's, it, it's, it's, it's over to um, you. As I said, uh, Tom, I very much admire uh, myself personally. I've been uh, referred to many times as a uh, angry black man in terms of my uh, approach to comedy and sometimes my approach in podcasts as well. <laughs> now, personally, I feel like anyone that's really paying attention to the current zeitgeist and this day-to-day phenomena has a reason to be angry. Um, I remember watching, I'm giving the background, but I remember uh, watching where you were like, I have no problem engaging if I have to engage with people from the right wing see where they're coming from then mm-hmm. i'm prepared to do that yes and i took umbrage with that which i would explain as you go on okay uh not because i don't think there's anything wrong with you saying that but i feel like when we have discussions especially when it comes to race that a lot of time when people have discussions what they're discussing are uh racial platitudes and uh, prejudice mm-hmm. whereas for me uh, racism is both uh systematic and institutional and that's really where it affects people. So my question is, that's a very convoluted way of getting to it, is that uh, given your work, speaking to both uh, sides along the bipartisan paradigm, do you, how do you think you can reach these people? Well, first of all, I would, I would, all, I would, I would answer, um, if, if you can ever give me, and I, please correct me if I'm wrong, but first of all, I would say, is there any instance in history where uh, racism or uh, or or bad ideology has been curtailed by 
curtailing someone's free speech. And I don't believe that that's ever, ever been the case. So, mm. so, so first of all, I just want to say when I advocate yeah. free speech, I advocate free speech for all and I advocate free speech for people who I disagree with and people who are fundamentally wrong. And that includes which, some, which is some very, bad very, people. No which, is, right. no, which is a very good point. Okay. So, my, so my question is, just to interject yeah, that, that yeah. particular point, because I always argue this because I don't know when there has been an era of ubiquitous, uncensored free speech. And I only say that because, like you said, everyone should be able to say what they want, however malevolent they are perceived by their detractors. But I feel like we've had systems in place for a very long time which provide the checks and balances against this. So, for example, uh, sedition laws exist for that reason, or uh, libel laws exist for that mm-hmm. reason, uh, defamation laws exist. So, Ofcom, for example, as well, or advertising mm. standards. So, mm-hmm. I wonder, and it may be because I'm just not aware of the history, has there been an era where people really could say whatever they want no, and not no, suffer consequences. Uh, no, no. Um, well, well, you, you, what, not there's a different sort of between expressing your opinion and saying whatever you want, right? Mm-hmm. But, but so, and this is where I've got into trouble again, and no doubt when this goes out, I'll get into trouble. <laughs> but fuck, um, there is a difference between expressing your opinion mm-hmm. calmly that you believe. Uh, the colour of my skin make that I believe the colour of my skin makes me better than you because of the colour of your skin. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, now uh, there is nothing illegal about someone expressing that. If I were to yeah. go up to you in the street and shout in your face that I thought my, then I've broke. Then the, the, you're right. There are systems and checks in place because then you'd be breaking the law. Yeah. Um. So those are already in in place. But I get into trouble by and hey, it's up to me if I want to go and talk to a white supremacist because yeah. I'm interested to mm-hmm. know what their point of view yeah. is. And also, if I want to um, air that, that's totally up to me and I should be within my rights to do it. And I just, I I think there's this thing on the left, uh, this sort of what they would call themselves the liberal left, this guilt by association, Uh uh, you know. um, um, And and it's like we were saying earlier, fighting the right fights then. You go, if there is systemic um, prejudice Mm. in in our society... um, what does calling a satirist who who likes to talk to everyone? What 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 does that? You, 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 yeah, yeah. You, you're picking picking I, the wrong fight. No, I, I agree. No, um, I, I completely agree. Because for example, like I said, if someone comes and shouts like racial epithets to me in the street, there are laws in place which can protect me from them. But really, even then, I would even plain devil's advocate. Maybe, maybe that that may not actually have any. Depend. It, that has as much power as I give it. If someone's not causing me physical harm, for example. Well, but, that's a, uh, yeah, that's interesting that you should say that because that is an unfashionable point yeah. of view these days. But, uh, least, but the reason why I maybe object to it is because I'm aware that normally that kind of nomenclature kind of prefaces actual harm, if yeah. that makes sense. So, so when I say like, so, so like I said, someone can subjectively say, I feel my skin makes me better than you, which is a subjective point, however ridiculous, that can be argued ad infinitum. But mm-hmm. for me, the issue is, as a result of which, there's legislation which exists where I'm going to be six times more likely to be stopped and searched when I've never been, you know, involved mm. in anything to do with crime. Or, you know, if I'm the victim of any kind of violent crime and somebody with the same skin tone does it, then it's reduced and referred to as black on black crime, despite me being law abiding and a taxpayer and, you know, equally entitled to, you know, police care as any of my white counterparts. But it will refer to as black on black crime and therefore considered as a dis- distinct from you know, any other uh, victim of criminality. Yeah. So. And, and, I, and I think, uh, I think you sort of, uh, I think we're in complete agreement. You go, yeah. you go, that is what we need to be talking about. Even I had an instance whereby I spoke to a guy about how are there, how are there African-Americans that support Donald Trump? And he said that, you know, based in, Met Cali- loads of in, Cali- in, in, in California, where there's very heightened violence between Mexicans and black gangs mm. to them, Having a wall that stops like Mexican gangs going back and forth sounds like a good idea. Well, I met lo- loads of people and uh, loads of, loads of uh, African Americans that vote for Trump, and and uh, and one sort of through line that I got as well is like like Hillary was very much identity politics and in a little bit for Latinos, a little bit for women, a little mm, bit for gays, yeah. blah blah. And a lot of the the, the minority groups like don't patronize me. I want a decent economy. That's how I pull myself out of poverty. Mm, Thank yeah. you very much. And 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 you go well. That's actually that's pretty progressive of them in an odd sort of way. It was progressive of them to vote for Trump. I know mm. that sounds absolutely ridiculous, <laughs> but I, but this is my point. I understood where they were coming from. You know, yeah, yeah. Hillary. You're not. And the yeah. Democrats have always offered the African American community the world, and then got into power and gone. Actually, do you know what? We'll do it next time. Yeah. Um. So they're all pissed off. And but, then, and, but my yeah. thing would be about. And how also, you... he said 
He said, this is the one thing as well. She said, I'll give a bit to black people. I'll give a bit to Latinos. He said, uh, America first, right? Every, uh, every black person, gay person, woman I spoke to, I said, do you consider yourself a woman or an American first? An American. Oh, yeah. Black person, American first. And you of go, course. he was for them. And so actually, Make America yeah. Great Again was actually quite an inclusive because, message. It sounds ridiculous. So the issue isn't really about, maybe not even an issue about like race or class or sex. It's really jingoism. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that I wouldn't put it past Americans that if that's the ticket, so, so, and, and there you go, which yeah. is an ism we don't really hear that much nowadays. Yeah. And really, if we think about it, probably, again, is a real overarching uh, narrative in the UK when we talk about Brexit and stuff. Maybe Some, j- yeah. jingoism is probably the issue more than xenophobia mm-hmm. or like, you know, the assumption of someone's motives for voting the way they did. Mm. And that's yeah. certainly true of Trump, but it's certainly true of Brexit. Assuming someone voted the way they did because it must have been immigration. And, or, and it, or, or, or as, like I said earlier, you know, as a Remainer, you assume that, mm. uh, let's assume you voted Remain, that we voted Remain for the same reasons. It's, yeah. it's, it's absolute bullshit. But it makes me all, always think, kind of so interesting listening to this because it, it, it comes back to what do you represent going back to the guy who who, who said that Chelsea Nando's and Paul represented him on Twitter yeah. you know it mm-hmm. kind of comes you know there was a time where and this is a long time ago where the, the commandments <laughs> yeah. I'm not religious I'm a Jew yeah. and I'm not religious but like the commandments these things that kind of represent I'm not religious I'm a Jew <laughs> I'm a, I'm a non-religious gonna, yeah. Jew but like I'm not gonna we Jews have the commandments as well yeah, we do we have everyone yeah. anyway yeah. But, but the point being that, that, that you guys had it you had it first we did have it first we <laughs> were there first I'm, technically don't you still have it another, the the another, another Jewish victory no, not in sport but the idea but the idea that the commandments or some kind of something that you subscribe to as a culture um represents the interests of those people and i think we're at the point in history now where i would say and i've said this today a number of times that we're at the end of days in terms of an era that existed in the 20th century mm-hmm. where america came out the back of the second world war yeah. and had a phenomenal time and we all went with them and then we've actually found out that it's not sustainable and 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 now we're yeah. at a point where we i think genuinely and and, it, and it's you know people like yourselves who can set this agenda to say well, what do we want to represent like one fascinating element is the environment i'm sure you found people out in the states tom who who, who still don't believe that what we're doing to the environment might and someone was saying I was listening to someone say the other day that uh, it was a politician either John McCain or, or the or the recently deceased George Bush uh, saying about um, well, what, what's the worst thing that could happen if we do treat the environment well you know it's such, a, it's such yeah, an yeah, obvious yeah, statement yeah, yeah, yeah. it's such an obvious statement but yeah. that that idea that we don't have a clear definition of what we want to re- be representing well, because anymore. we're all so we, we, I mean again I, I think again I think it's identity politics does it as well a little bit is is everyone is in their own little camp especially mm, yeah. us liberal lefties the thing mm. is uh, you, you uh, right wingers kind of stick together a bit the right and mm. therefore that they're they're a bit more effective it left wing that uh What's the name of the comedian? He'll kill me. Mark Steele. I had a chat Mm, with him. And he said when he first started out, being left wing meant talking to someone else and finding the common ground. So he would go Mm. and say, so you'd go as a lefty, you'd go to a mining town and they were left wing, but they were a little bit homophobic. Mm. And you'd go, right, we'll Mm. start round. Well, we'll find our common ground. We believe in uh, the unions. Mm. And then you try and persuade them and go, actually, gay rights is really important for you, you, blah, blah, blah. And you'd find the common ground. Left wing politics these days, and I'm totally plagiarising Mark Steele here, but but left wing politics these days, um, you find the point where of disagreement. Absolutely. Where do we not agree? And Mm. therefore, unless we agree absolutely entirely and i get it every single day unless you agree with me entirely i'm a socialist i'm a corbynista i'm left wing Mm. i believe in you know let's eradicate homelessness i think homelessness is appalling of this that and the other blah 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 blah. just because i believe in free speech and it's not fashionable i'm an alt-right nazi that's why the left keep losing yeah because they keep fighting themselves they're they're more more focused on uh definitely yeah uh Focus on what makes them different. Yes, and, and 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 I think that's a big part of everybody because yeah, that's, it's because now with such large scale uh, democratization through social media, yeah, people strive to find these things that will define them in the sea of and, minds. And therefore, and, and therefore, everyone has to be put into their own little box, and yeah. and, and and you kind of go, like, even a bit the, more progressive yeah. to go. Well, we're all we're kind of human. Because the, yeah, yeah. the, the liberal left definitely, uh, like some of them, don't even want to be called white anymore. 
No. That, that's how far it's gone. That they don't want to be called white but, anymore. And, 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 I, and, I, and to an extent, like I said, in terms of the idea that of humanity and race really being a construct, a social construct, there is some, you know, uh, re- there's, there's some, uh, I guess, relevance and validity to that. Oh, absolutely. But, but by the same token, you just being incident and being like, this is who I am and we're, we're like this is not going to bring about this Pax Humana that we're all striving for in terms of, which is why I say like, in terms of you engaging with some of these people, I fear that like, aren't some of these people, it seems like they are past the point of re- of reason. Mm-hmm. We are, what you're competing against, even with your work as Jonathan Pye, is that you are competing against, I feel, this era of, of, of opinion, mm-hmm. where people are now beginning opinion to- Opinion trumps fact. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and, and that's, and for me, that's the diff- most difficult part now is that even when you produce a, uh, your argument with with a factual and scientific basis, the response would be from somebody now is, well, you have your opinion and I have mine. I, I, I Which did, basically someone saying, you might be right, but my ego won't yeah. allow me to concede defeat. I, I did a, I did a piece about the gender pay gap, right? Because for, for months I was watching these uh, in these headlines come in and the headlines were, basically the headlines were Marks and Spencer's or whatever. Marks and Spencer's pays women 87% less than men. And you go, that, that just can't be true and all these head you know there was about six months mm. of it every yeah, day it was this this, this 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 and this and me and andrew started looking into it and you go that there is no such thing as a woman being paid less than a man for the same work right there are all sorts of factors behind it so we wrote a piece about it and we thought we better get our story straight here mm-hmm. so we meticulously researched it and i've had a lot of uh, sort of friends of mine who i can't watch it I can't watch it. You go, well, if you can't watch it, you can't argue against it. But, and then mm. some people, this one that I loved, I loved it because it, it is a point of view. It uh-huh. is skewed, but it is, there's nothing in it that is factually incorrect. And this woman accused me of fetishizing facts. <laughs> and you go, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just yeah. setting out facts in a, a and, and a, a political point of view in a fictional manner. Mm. But the idea of fetishizing facts that, that you, uh, you go, no, that they're either facts or they're not. It's as damaging a term as alternate facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, absolutely, and, this yeah. One, and this is what I mean. Yeah, we are yeah. now in an era of newspeak and it goes back to what I feel Howard said as well, whereby because your, your media is literally your thumbs and uh, the doses of which you can have of facts and media and you can almost, yeah, you create, you're creating your own narrative which suits you. And because obviously we are so commercially driven nowadays that we are, obviously we refer to people as millennials or extennials, mm. but for me, it's generation you, whereby you have, you are in a situation whereby like, if you want to emulate somebody, you have a filter that can do that. It's hard to cover it all. <laughs> That's the thing, isn't yeah. it? It's hard to cover it all. And I keep saying to people at the end of conversations that like, you know, like this is like, we need to start thinking about what's next in this conversation. But because people, we, but we, people don't. And well, as I said, people it's a problem. don't. Because like I said, it's like we live in a time now where I'd say my generation of extennials aren't even conceptualizing the idea of getting old because mm. we've commodified youth so much that it's, it's to call someone old is now an insult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas there was a time where, you know, elders gave counsel and there would be younger people that would like maybe carry that out. Oh, well now, you know, Brexit is old people's fault. And mm. you just got mm. bloody old people with their life experience <laughs> yeah. voting yeah. the way you oh, don't create, want them create, to. Create, How uh, dare they? Creating you unions know? and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, national yeah, health yeah, service. Yeah. and Living through mm. actual war and, 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 and real struggle, you know. Um, which is part of the problem that people have been, you know, we have a generation of people that haven't, haven't especially I, in the West, haven't had real wars to fight. Oh man, and so I, 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 I saw on. some, some uh, it, was, it was off the back of uh, sort of the Me Too movement and, and blah, blah, blah. But it was uh, this one particular woman, I think it was Vogue magazine, saying mm. feminists of today have never had to fight, women have never had to fight so hard for, for equality as they have today. And you go, are you fucking kidding me? Mm. You entitled twat. Do you know what I mean? You haven't mm. had to jump in front of any horses for the fucking vote. Do you know what I mean? You've not been you know actively I mean? sterilised. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You're, you're you know. pro- probably have never, you know, been in, met anybody that's been involved in sex trafficking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, you, what or, a struggle no, it is. Or F, where, yeah. F, where FG, FGM was taking place long before the word Islamophobia was even coined yes. in our society and none of you cared. Yeah. I mean, it's conversations huh. like yeah. that. It's, it's interesting to listen to a lot of this because I think... Uh, and he's a big fan of yours. That uh, that you know, you, I talk to a lot. You talk to a lot of people about this stuff yeah. nowadays, right? It's constant, isn't it? Everyone wants to talk about it. I had a conversation a few months back with a guy who I went to school with. He's a fan of yours, uh, yeah. guy Jim, and he would be attributed to have right wing. I went to school with the guy, right wing. Sometimes I imagine people might consider it extreme views, but like I sat with him and talked to him one night, having a drink with a load of the guys. I have to say, he was the most interesting person mm-hmm. that I've talked to about politics for a long time. I didn't agree with many of the things he said, 
but I definitely, definitely heard something where I could hear there is there is the actual and um, I, and actual I, dialogue and 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 kind of de- a, de- a bit of dedication to actually learning. Yes, that's the thing. And that I, I, think and I bet he's pointing out. Right? And I bet no he was learning. so pleased to have a normal conversation because I bet he's so used to being sort of just shut up. Or someone who's on um, my side, but of things also, just telling him to shut up. Well, exactly, right? and by virtue of that, I bet you could have. And also, I think that here's the thing with. I mean, I keep going, oh, have you debated any racists lately? You go, no, I'm trying to just mm. maybe listen to them so I can challenge them. But if you do have a conversation with, you know, I've, I've, I've only ever met one real right-wing nutter, and that was when I was in America. And I, it was a, to do with Pine. I interviewed mm. him. But I did leave that going, I'm not sure I challenged him enough. I'm not sure I did this, da, 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 da. But you go, I do wonder if I planted a seed. There were a couple of moments mm. where he conceded something. And you go... Even that is good enough, surely, yeah. just to plant I, I, that I, I seed of doubt. I just think know? the fact that you are even confronting him and just personifying an alternate narrative mm. is such a big deal. And, this is, and that, that is arguably the problem with the left, that the left that we are dealing with, as, as you said earlier on, is essentially a part of the global bourgeoisie yeah. who mm. are, you know, have a, the privilege of a higher or further education and they're by that, by that merit have a, maybe a bit more politically aware yeah. than most of their working class liberal yeah. counterparts. And also they've got time to worry about that because they've mm-hmm. never had to worry about where their next meal's coming exactly. from. Yeah. So they can worry about, you know, um, oh God, there's no gender neutral toilets in mm. my local pub. You go, yeah, uh, The guy down but, there is sleeping on the street and you go, I'm not suggesting it's not uh, an no, important it, uh, issue. Time, I'm not suggesting that. You know, you it, know I what mean, I'm saying. I know, you know. exactly what you're saying because it's, it's like you said, it's... it's uh, I, and and this is thing. I, this is how I contextualize this entire zeitgeist. Is that while we are having these discussions in the West, you know, global starvation is an issue. Oh yeah. So so by for example, for me by that token, it's very hard for me to like have the discussion about fat shaming when there are people who don't know <laughs> when their next meal is coming from. But also even here, uh, my girlfriend's Italian, right? And you know, yesterday, you know, this anti-fascist march, and I totally understand why people would want to march back against Tommy Robinson. I personally wouldn't give him the time to get out of bed on a Sunday. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. But you're going to go, I don't believe that we have a far-right problem, uh, a massive far-right problem in this country. If you were to say, look at Italy, which is part of the fucking EU, you look what's happening in Italy right mm. now, you go, that is basically a rerun of how fascism started all that yeah. time ago yeah. I've, I've not seen one Econo- economically thing. motivated what, what, as well yeah 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 as and also was- um um uh, playing to the working classes' fears, these working classes that haven't had a pay rise in a decade. That's how Trump got in. That's yeah. how Brexit happened. That's how the far right are getting in in Italy. Someone needs to stand up there and have the conversation, even if you're if you're doing oh, it on behalf of the left you know I, or having a conversation. I, I, I am so so happy to hear you see that say that because I hear so I hear that very little from the comedy world. And uh, I'm really happy you said that, man. I'm afraid of them, but, but also, I will engage them. But also, them. what is the... I, I don't... I, I'm accused that it's harmful to do that, to talk right. to these people. And I, I don't... I don't believe it is. I have to be respectful of it and I have to be careful sometimes. Mm. My, what I would say to you is that, you know, just from my experience, is that don't be realistic in terms of changing the platters with some people because yeah, I know. It, with arguments, no one can win them. Because yeah, an, an argument is just, you know, a discussion of truth. And even truths and lies are all functions of perception. You can present facts to people and that's basically, you can have a, you can have a, a factual discussion. But, I mean, this has been an amazing episode. It's been oh, a, it's been like, great. We've we absolutely loved it. it. And, yeah. and, and the clarity of your thought is uh, is fantastic to engage. And exactly what this Question Everything podcast is, is all about. We want to be able to engage all forms of, of debate. And uh, I think we've really done Completely that today. Oh, it's been very, yeah. very uh, nice. Thank you very much. I hope it's been good. I hope it's been cathartic. And I think, yeah, I, I do endeavour to do the same. It's trying to capture people, uh, their consciousness. It's almost like before they go to sleep or when they wake up, when we don't contextualise our existence along these political or mm. racial or sexual lines. So um, before we go, thank you again very much for coming, Tom. Thank um, you. Could you please plug and let everyone know where they can find you? All uh, oh, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got a few things. So basically, tours, uh, tickets for my new tour have just gone on sale at jonathanpie.com. That's next year. But if you're not sure you want to go because you're not sure it'll work, my last live show is on iPlayer, Jonathan Pye Back to the Studio. And then also on iPlayer, my uh, new thing, which is what I've been talking about here, is Jonathan Pye's American Pie, where I travel America and... Uh, talk to Trump voters. Um, so that's that pun. is on. That's a really good pun, by the way. Thank you. Thank Love you. the pun. No, there, there is a joke in it about mm. how what a shit title it is. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but that's on BBC iPlayer now, as well as my last live tour, BBC iPlayer, and tickets for my new tour, JonathanPie.com. Thank mm. you. Well, I'm sure. Like, we we'll wish make, you we'll luck. Make and if you need an opening act, let me know. I will let you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Great. Once you, once you get to that arena, I'd be happy to. Uh, I, I, I'm very proficient in killing hecklers. <laughs> <laughs> 
You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste. For more from Dane, go to danebaptiste.co.uk or follow him at DaneBaptweets. Our guest was Tom Walker, a.k.a. Jonathan Pye. You can follow Tom on Twitter at Jonathan Pye News. The show was produced by me, Howard Cohen. You can follow me at the Howard Cohen. The show was mixed. The music was by Faye Saki. Thanks to Polly and Gelly. Thanks for listening. And remember, question everything. <laughs>